What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Ride Share Rodeo Gig News and Interviews. I'm your host, Steve. Let's get it on. Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to the Ride Share Rodeo. I don't know yet. Oh, there's. How are you all doing tonight? Um, we have the awesome panel tonight. Uh, we have Kim Side Money Plans. We got Gig Work Mama, and we got Tom Kelly. Um, and I don't know. I, I'm still confused if Tom has changed the handle yet. But if oh, to Ride Share Pod, so he's got the domain. You guys, RideSharePodcast.com. But I'm not sure if he's changed his YouTube handle to it. Not so sure. if you guys are trying to find his channel. Um, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, it's coming, get there. Soon. <laughs> coming soon. Coming soon. So before we get started, I got three, three, three things I want to just tell you guys before we get going. Number one is um, uh, Dash Theory John. Um, he is he is done for a while he'll, he'll come back and join us for maybe you know like sit in whenever or whatever but for the next 12 weeks he has no evenings off he got a i think we all know john had a part-time job um like a w2 in the day where he worked from home and then he was creating content on the weekend and he was doing this with us on thursday nights well he got i don't even think he got a promotion I think he got a completely new job that from what, you know, I was texting and then I talked to him and from what I know, he, um, uh, the job, all I know is the job is really good. He's stoked about it. He's happy. Um, it, it's pays really well, but he's got to do this training stuff. And I think he, he, you know, oddly he even felt bad about telling me cause he said he loves being here with us so much. I said, John, you're always welcome. I said, but dude, props to you. Like we're all happy for you. Don't. <laughs> Shouldn't even, you know, God, I mean, we're two weeks out from the two year anniversary. And it's, I mean, John's been with us a long time, not since the beginning, but a long time. Um, a long time. I don't even, do you remember Kim? I don't even know. John's been, it's been at least a year, maybe even like over even a year. Well, congratulations, John. First yeah, of all. but congratulations. So yeah. Yeah. And he's stoked, you know, I, I think that's, um, I know that once his, all of this is done in 12 weeks, I know this is the first time maybe in his life where he is going to have every weekend off. Wow. That's huge. So he's found a life where he's going to get paid a lot of money and he works no more weekends. And John's somebody who's, he's younger, but he's also hustled weekends like we do or like we have had to do. Yeah, exactly. What, you know, and he might have to later in life again, but right now he's got a job that's going to give him weekends up, which is always when that's your first one. It's always so cool. What's you kind of enter this new life of like where the people on the weekends are like, where you been? This is what we do. Like, <laughs> <laughs> What's a weekend? What do you I, call it? A weekend? Yeah, it's, some, it's something like Friday at five until like Monday morning. People just yeah. don't have to do anything. 
Really? I haven't had a weekend off since I was like 19. Yeah. (laughs) I think that was my last weekend off was when I was 19. That was the last one. So number two, um, Kim is off next week. And I am off next week because I am doing a two-day search and rescue thing Thursday, Friday. um, And it just kind of popped up. So Tom and uh, Cheyenne, and we're going to get them some other guests, you guys. So it's going to be a fantastic show. Don't miss it. Um, but they're going to run the show. And then the week after, February 15th, is the two-year anniversary. And not sure exactly what we're going to do, but we're going to have a, a couple special guests. Um, one of which I'm just going to say because I'm excited about it. But the other one I'm going to save for a surprise. But the one special guest I'll say is that Gary will be here. Yay! Um, <laughs> and um and then somebody else and we'll be doing some giveaways and some other stuff too so if you've ever watched roundtable if you watch it every week whatever be here that night we're gonna have fun um that's two weeks from tonight so welcome to february of 2024 and uh let's see who's in the chat before we jump into some of these topics uh what's up thomas how are you traveler how you doing edward Edward, six, this is six minutes left before a country. Oh, for us? <laughs> yeah, that was a like, 904. It was hilarious. Funniest thing ever. It's what, 10 minutes and it's a contract violation? Yeah. <laughs> mm. Even though Jordan says it's, you know, excessive lateness, so it doesn't tell you yeah. 10 minutes, but it's 10 minutes. Hey, hi, Cynthia. Really how how are you? I don't think how- it's 10. <laughs> hi, hi, Rick. How are you? Hi, Joe. Hey, even Oscar. How are you? Um, and Edward, yeah, I meant to say hi if I didn't, but uh, I was trying to figure out your comment. <laughs> What's up, Patrice? And uh, yeah, how are you guys all doing? What's up, Lurkers? Um, you guys, by the way, Lurkers, don't feel weird that everybody has a wrench. Make some comments, let us get to know you, and I just give them out. <laughs> I always shake my head at you. I mean, it's not like, you know, like I, I know I've seen, but I've, see, here's the problem. And I think this is why you did what you did. You kind of had to purge it, Kim. And it wasn't oh, meant to everything. hurt anybody else at all, though. But I you had have... given out a book. Like, that's kind of where I felt like a map. I just don't want to because. I literally have six or seven, and that's it. Moderators. That's it. Wrenches. Yeah. They're true moderators. Right. I mean, I guess all the people that I have wrenches with, I trust not to do anything stupid. I've never seen anybody delete a comment. I've only seen one person banned. And when I saw what it was for or kicked out, I would have done it too. Um, And then if I go to a a full banned from the channel, I only have like seven people blocked. And it's still just seven. That's it. Yeah, and I mean, because I've told other people, I tell everybody, enough or you're done. And so maybe they still watch, maybe they don't want to be blocked, but they know better, but there's seven. Yeah. I could probably name four of them. I mean, I know I can name four of them right away, too. (laughs) (laughs) I won't do it. (laughs) If anybody in the chat named (laughs) what I was thinking of, I'll give you a $25 Amazon. <laughs> Gotta get them all though. One and you only get one try. Um, hey Chris, what's up? How you doing? What's up, Carnifage? How you doing? Um, so Chris had an interesting curry run. Did we talk about that? 
Chris got like a, a um like a triangle curry run from like Tulsa to Wichita to Minneapolis and then back and the two legs going to Minneapolis he was being so you the round trip was like 1300 uh or like I can't remember 1100 miles for like 1300 bucks or something so not sure if he did it I think he did it um and speaking of that before we get into any topics did you guys did, does everybody here know that I went and did a huge curry and then did some other curries and like my whole weekend's been crazy do you know this I know about your yes. big one because you did a live you on did. it. Okay. Didn't the you? yeah, well, I mean, as I left town, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So Friday or Saturday, I got a curry. Or Friday, I I received the curry notice, and it said for Saturday. I for some reason I thought it said five a.m. Saturday, um. And so I'm fine with that, but it said it, it was a week. And if it's weekends, it can be weird, but it said pick up after 5 p.m. Saturday, which kind of sucked because 5 a.m. I could have made it back here by Sunday to Denver. And because um, it's eight hours each way to Wichita from Denver. And because it was after that time, I picked it up. I got, I was probably on the highway by like six. I got to about three hours shy of Wichita, slept at a rest area in my car um, for a little bit, then drove into Wichita, dropped the load, and now it's Sunday, and it's like um, it's like three hours or like three hours before the Lions game. And there's no way I'm missing this damn game. And there's no way I'm listening to it on AM radio. No way. <laughs> but I've been to Kansas City many times, but I'm not. I've also been to Wichita a couple times, and no offense, people, but I'm just not a fan of that city. So, <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> I, I had an, it, I had a situation there once, and it it really pissed me off. And uh, yeah, so anyway, I drove north. I didn't go to Kansas City because that would have been going the wrong way, but I drove north back up to 70 from Wichita, which is just a little south. And that's pretty much Topeka. So I got like an $80 hotel room and I went to the bar a block down. I walked so that I could drink and I walk in and the second half of the Kansas City game game is starting and every and it's shoulder to shoulder and everybody in there is in a Kansas jersey, <laughs> in a Chiefs jersey. You went in with a Chiefs jersey in Kansas City? No, I, like I went in with my Lions jersey. I threw my Lions jersey oh, on. Like it's even worse. There. No, it's even better. Those guys loved yeah. me. They yeah. loved me because I went in there thinking, you know, like I actually, if you don't know, most people were saying, uh, you know, they thought they had everything figured out. Ravens are going to win um, and, and they're going to beat the Chiefs. So I walked into the at the halftime when they were on their roll and they were all partying. They loved me coming in because as much as maybe some of them even thought the Lions would be an easier team to play if it, if they moved forward. A lot of them literally, honestly, just wanted to see us win. Just like a lot of the country. They were like, dude, fuck that, man. You should win, too. Like, yeah, try, try, <laughs> you know? doing that. try doing that in New York City or New Jersey with the Giants, Jets, or the Eagles? Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so every hockey game I go to, no matter where, and I've been to a ton of arenas, especially like I've been to – I, I saw the Devils. I've seen the Islanders. I wear my Red Wings jersey with pride. And, uh, yeah, I've gotten some problems. 
but so be it. It's a hockey game. <laughs> Usually he just turns verbal. The only people that really get pushed around are the people that let people push them around. Hmm. I mean, I find that, that I'm not ever traveling alone. I'm with other people who are like-minded like me. So it's like, what? You know, like, and again, being from Detroit, we never did that to anybody else. It's so weird. We're a legacy hockey team and we never did that. You know what I mean? We never like shunned you if you came into the Joe with a whatever jersey. Like we, we were stoked you came up to see a game. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> whatever anyway i had fun um they had fun and a lot of them stuck around after their game they were hammered and they wanted to see the lions game and we were all watching it and we all know what happened and after the half it was just like some of those people were drunk and they were like i like i started hearing all the things i see on social media i, I was hearing so many conversations about I told you this shit was fixed. I told you. Like, <laughs> it's just everywhere. Oh my God, damn it. And like, um, people are like, near the end of the game, somebody was like, you guys made every play in the first half, but you didn't catch a ball until the last two of the second, and you don't think it's fixed. <laughs> like, not going there with you. You've been drinking too much. <laughs> but um, Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, then the next morning I drove back as I came into town around noon. Um, I got a curry right as I was pulling into Denver, like just two miles south of the highway. And it was going downtown, which just goes past my house. But it was for like 70 bucks. And I was like, I'll take it. So I took it. And then I came home and was just doing stuff around the house, trying to get tired so I can get a good sleep. And for some reason, I was still all adrenaline up and. I couldn't sleep that night and my curry alarm went off at 2 a.m., which it never does. I mean, like once in every three months with some weird offer. And so it goes off and it says 4.30 a.m. pickup for $110, like a mile from my house that morning. So it's 2 a.m. I've like kind of been barely sleeping. I look over at my phone. I'm like, 110 bucks in two and a half hours. I'm like, sure. <laughs> you know? And then... I get in the car at 4.15. I hit starting it, and, and another one comes up for 5 a.m., and I already had an 8 a.m. scheduled. I cranked in curry money. I mean, I haven't done anything since this week because I've been just destroyed. But, um, yeah, it was... Uh, I probably put... And, and here's the topper. A lot of people, when I put it out there that I was... Basically, the round trip to Wichita was a 1,000 th miles. It was 996. Um but the pay was 968 or something. So, I mean, let's just call it a thousand and a thousand. So it was a dollar a mile round trip. I mean, even for the deadhead miles back, it was a dollar a mile. And so I put that and most people, I put a little poll out and most people, um, Hey, cray cray. Thank you. Um, but, uh, I put, um, So when I put the post up, I said that, and I was just basing it on the Kansas trip, the thousand miles, the thousand dollars. If there had been no Detroit game, I could have got by with six to seven hours. So it would have been 24 hours tops round trip from the time I left to get back here for a thousand dollars. And I spent about 170 in gas. Okay. Now you can factor in a couple other things if you want, but 
Bottom line is, let's just call it 800. I made $800 in 24 hours, you guys. And some people were saying, not worth it. Don't do that. Too many miles. Guess what? On top of that thousand, I also get to write off $680 next year. And if I, I guess I get confused by that because some people really don't get that. They're like, I don't, that's not money though. I'm like, I don't know what, where you live, man. That's absolutely money. Because it's going to save me, you know? I don't know. I mean, I, I started wondering if some people about the long trips, if it was just the hours or if some people just wouldn't want to put their car through that, or maybe their car wouldn't make it. Maybe they're scared their car wouldn't make a thousand miles. So that's what I say. Cause some people, some, one of the comments in there specifically said like, um, you know, I, I wouldn't want to do that many miles for that much. So I got in deeper with him and we were chatting and he, you know, he said, he goes, it's just not worth it. He goes, plus you're going to have to fix your car. You're going to have to do this guys. I, my car is my business. Like that I need to, I talked about this on last mile. It's my business. Like if I put 20,000 miles on it, I'm writing them off, but the more miles, the better. Like I should be putting those miles on if it's my business. And if I'm putting them on, on highway instead of around city, because another person pointed out, dude, you're probably not that far off from the average of Steve per month, just going around the city doing DoorDash and you're going to get in more accidents. You're hitting potholes. You're this, that, the other. I mean, I don't know. I was really... So I just wanted to know what you guys thought. Thousand miles, thousand dollars. Let's pretend like that football game wasn't going on and you didn't need to stop. You were just going eight hours each way and back. I mean, would you do that? I would. I would do it. I would um, do it. I, I see. I was ne I've never been the driver that really cares about miles. Like, but that's always been me. Like, I feel like I'm a gig worker. I knew what I signed up for and you know, I'm going to put miles on my car no matter what I do. So, but that's always been my mindset since I started. So, you know, to me, a thousand dollars, why wouldn't you do it for a thousand dollars? Right. And I mean, like I said, like I said, I'm being honest, 170 for gas that those were my receipts, but let's call it 200, you know, yeah, but whatever you're doing. writing that off anyway. So it's fine. Sure. Yeah. But, but my most... point is at the end, when I get home, I had $800 for 24 hours. <laughs> And most people don't make $800 in an entire week doing food delivery or even grocery delivery. Like you just made $800 in two days versus someone making it in an entire week. So, hey, go get your money. Tom, would you do it? Absolutely. I love driving. Yeah. No, I mean for that amount, for those amounts, those. Okay. Absolutely. I'm just, it's, it's, it was kind of confusing to me. I was like, dude, this is weird. Like a dollar a mile. Look at guys, I, I'll be honest with you. If you're if you're waiting to get on curry and thinking you're gonna and that's questionable to you, some will come in even cheaper, some will come in more, but some are gonna come in like that. Could have come in at 750. I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I look at it as a dollar a mile, and if they do 50 cents a mile on the way back, I'm still looking at that. I mean, Curry, if you're listening, don't send me that crap, but <laughs> <laughs> you send me those good ones again. <laughs> but I'm serious. I was I was surprised. And by the way, the poll I put, would you take this? I put all the details that I just told you guys and 110 votes, 20% um, no. 
I was pretty surprised, especially this time of year, in this year, in this economy, with the way the gig apps are performing. 20% of you said no, you would not work eight, 24 hours to make $1,000. Maybe they're like me. Say maybe they're like me. Like I, I personally couldn't have done that. Like I can't yeah. just pick up and leave, you know, my daughter and you know leave for twenty four hours and come back just based off of like what's happening in my own home. So maybe they're like me and they're a parent with a little one and they can't. But wouldn't you, if you saw a survey like like mine is, and mm-hmm. uh, on like a community post, and it said, hey. Just curious. And and, oh, but my question was, did I take this? I said, what do you Mm. think, you guys? This was my offer. And I put all the details. I said, did I take it? And it was yes or no. 20% said no. And then a lot of comments too. Most positive. Yeah, of course I would all day, blah, blah, blah. But there were a couple who were like, dude, that's crazy. Why would you do that? Why would you put that many miles on your car? I look at it like, look, man, if I put 200,000 miles on my car, that's because I made a lot of money. Yeah, that's not a reason not to take something. Yeah, and at that point, uh, you know, if anything happens in my car, I'll get a new one. But you also have to realize this is YouTube. People just say the opposite things just to say the opposite things because it's right. And if it wasn't for the comments, I hear you. You know, another thing, by the way, another thing that while we're there that I don't like about YouTube, I don't like the community, the the community posts with polls. The fact that I think that once you click something, you that's it. I don't like how you can Can click like yes and. Yeah, yeah, and then go, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, I didn't choose what everybody else is choosing out. Let me go check. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like whatever you click, it's like, that's it. Even if you misclick, that's it. You're stuck. Yeah, Instagram, you can't change it. Oh, you can't? Okay. No, on Instagram, you can't change it. So, yeah, so he's saying a dollar a mile round trip is great run in a car or pickup. Yeah. Now in a semi. Yeah, see, that's I think some of these exist because of semis. Like, so what I learned from this one was that this was a Ferguson plumbing. It was a Saturday pickup after five. Okay. I there's three Ferguson locations in Denver, huge warehouses. The biggest one is by me, but this wasn't at any of the three. It was at this other place where it's an industrial area. And it just said plumbing supplies, five boxes, 50 pounds per box, 250 for the payload. And so I didn't know it was Ferguson. When I got to the place where I went, it was like a Tom, you might know these names or whatever, but like Ferguson plumbing ships all over the country from here. And they have two centers in Denver that if trucks or things don't pick up something that's supposed to go somewhere that week on Friday, midday, they ship them over to these centers to be hot shotted out on the weekends. Um, and so like, there were other loads there too, like things that were supposed to get places. And I don't know if maybe a truck didn't show or something, but, um, I went over to the, you know, when I got there, it was all Ferguson stuff. And so I knew, well, this should have come from their center, but they're closed today. So it was just them needing this to get there and it, and somehow it had missed a truck or something. I don't know, (laughs) you know, but because in my opinion, Ferguson ships so much and Tom, you know, Denver to Kansas. That's a straight shot on 70. Like, why wouldn't they just have shipped it to Kansas and then hot shot it to Wichita? I I don't know. But I guess my point was, I I mean, I'm stoked, but I'm stoked to learn these centers exist, too. I don't know if it's because of, I know gas rates are down a bit, but I still know truckers are off the road a bit, too. Um, You know, so I don't know if it's part of that, you know, 
this again, guys, too, uh, we're going to move into everything right now. But to be honest, this rule change that we were talking about last week and we've been talking about, if you, you know, who's, we'll see what happens with the app pace gig economy and how it affects it. But don't forget that it affects truckers so big. Independent contractor truckers are already, I mean, they're saying good luck with the uh, supply chain. I, I saw an interview with a trucker who said, you guys thought that we had a supply chain problem a couple of years ago? Just right. wait till this happens. Right. And once that happens, all prices on everything we know change, including, believe it or not, potential of 20 to 30% increase in groceries. Well, yeah. yeah we're, I can't, we're, I can't we, afford we, that. I guess I will not be eating anymore. I will be living on ramen noodles and bananas. <laughs> I, I i'm not kidding i can't afford it i can't afford it now i mean i make it work but it's it's crazy what i spend at a grocery store for the same stuff i've bought forever and if we start having a bigger problem with the supply chain i can't i can't even imagine it we're all going to be li living like we did when we were in college like ramen noodles peanut butter and jelly <laughs> like everybody's <laughs> going to be living like they're in college all over again <laughs> But then we're going to have that pandemic crap of like, there's no toilet paper and peanut butter and <laughs> you can't find The it worst anywhere. though, during like during all of that, the worst though was baby Cup of formula. soups and ramen is sold out everywhere. <laughs> yeah. But wasn't it bad though, like during pandemic when they ran out of baby formula? Like I can't even imagine yeah. like having a kid during that time and not being able to get your kid formula. That's horrible. That was hey, hey, look, six months before the last big inflation spike, um, I was running around telling everybody, watch out, here comes big inflation spike. Mm. Listen to me. Hey, write it down, okay, and, and come back and look at this six months from today. It's inflation already happening spike. right now, dude. Finish my sentence. Look, the, the inflation spike we're about to see is nothing. Uh, is so much more than what we've seen in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Okay, just because of what's happening in the Middle East, the Red Sea is all but shut down right now. And yeah. what ships are getting right this minute for um, trying to traverse that area, uh, it, it's going to spike so much. And then on, you put on top of that the issues that are going to happen with the rule change and everything. It, it's going to be. This is the beginning of, of February. Look at this at the beginning of August. Hmm. We're going to be shaking our heads going, what the hell just happened? We're going to be talking yeah. about I was I was hearing about that today, Tom, like how these even just, just fishermen shipping boats, not even like fleet ones, are getting like not only robbed, but then sunk. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it's... it's I mean, like, the, like, just that's what they're doing. They're... Yeah, I mean, what we're hearing is just, it's just crazy. But we're, but we're in this, in this world, isn't it crazy right now? Literally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, literally. It's about to get worse. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's, and you know, I've had this discussion with people too, and we won't go there, but I'm of the opinion we're very, I mean, everybody said, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Okay. Okay. It's okay. But we're, we're just about to be in a recession. <laughs> like a bigger one than we think, maybe. I don't know. I'll leave it. At, I guess I'll leave it at that because 
I've been reading some things that just are scary. They're just scary. So yeah. let's move into some gig stuff. How are you guys all doing with the gig apps? Not just the panel, but everybody in the uh, chat. I've seen Kim dropping some reality on DoorDash lately. Um, you know, when and, am I and, not and, and, dropping reality know, on DoorDash? But, it, but it's more of a common theme thing, like kind of like the political stuff I've been doing. It's not like you're talking about all kinds of different things like a lot of times you do. It's a common yeah. theme about de mass deactivations and what the hell. And yeah, that was a, that was a big one. And I don't think people really like re I, I'm hoping it opened eyes um, to a lot of the crap that's going on, especially with earn by time and, you know, the crap that DoorDash is pulling and just deactivating drivers left and right due to, you know, abuse of, you know, not putting their orders as delivered and it's called abuse of time. So, you know, you know, it's funny though. Cause we warned people of this. We did. We said, listen, you know, we said, this is going to make people be really slow on deliveries, but don't even think they're not going to start going, yo, that's supposed to take you 10 minutes. It took you 32. Yeah. We yeah. said that before the legislation even went into place. And, that, and now what's happening? Exactly that. People are taking 30 minutes to deliver something that should take 10. Right. I mean, but you have dishonest. That's the whole thing, though. Like, it's like the good drivers versus the dishonest drivers. Like, you have dishonest drivers who are purposely not closing out the order until, like, they get back to their zone, which that's excessively late, right? So when you think about that, yeah, you should be... Like there should be some repercussions because you're not following the guidelines of what you're supposed to be doing. But then you get this person who is like super late because they get stuck in traffic or I don't know, make up a scenario, but they're getting caught in the crossfire of all of this. And they're like, nope, deactivation they took too long for the soda. Nope, deactivation took too long for the soda. So it's like, are the bad apples causing the good apples to also be deactivated and it's causing a mass deactivation right now because of earned by time. Yeah. I mean, I think even before that, even before the fact that we knew people would abuse it, it's sad because like here in my market, I feel like earned by time. Anybody can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's, it's pretty high when, when it's available. I don't know if you, if you don't have it in your market, sometimes it has a lock on it so you can't slide it over. But often when I when I schedule a dash even or whatever, as soon as I start, it either is there or it's not. When it's there, it's eighteen fifty an hour. But here's the thing, guys. I don't I don't want to even slide that over and hit dash now. I'd rather go by offer from the get go because I that's DoorDash imposing control onto me and trying to see. Oh, so you'd work for that. Yeah, I mean, some people can claim, yeah, I did it, but I made 30 that hour, hour 25 the second, and then, you know, then the third, yeah, 18. Yeah, it's because they're learning. DoorDash yep. is still learning, like, exactly how to exploit the crap out of you. Yeah, but from what I've been, you know, from the comments I've been getting about Earn by Time and, you know, also just talking to a couple of people, because I really wanted to understand Earn by Time because I've done it many times just to kind of get a general idea from my own area. And I just don't get it. Like to me, like it makes no sense. I can do so much more on Earn Par Offer. So those people who do it, I wanted to get why they actually really enjoyed it particularly with earn by time in the area. And what I've learned from talking to people, it's very market specific. So if you're in a market where like you can go like 
longevity of time without getting orders like that's by me the, well then there you go but suppose i have a i have a 15 percent acceptance rate and wow. on on some evenings i see maybe two orders an hour i used to see 50. Wow. yeah i i hate to say it, it, it so i think we've talked about this before but i think it's because you honestly you don't do enough of DoorDash and or so a lot of people don't realize with DoorDash, at least in a lot of markets, that the more you do, so I have 11,000 plus deliveries at this point, the more you do, the more accounts that you deliver to, the more offers you're going to get because you've already delivered those people. Like they're about getting drivers out to houses that already you've delivered to. So if you ever so get again, on your breaking phone, the independent contractor rule, I can't wait, yeah. you know. As much as I hate the rule change, I cannot wait for them to go under the microscope because they break it with AR, with their tier systems, yeah. with this. With I mean, they're breaking it in 17 ways right now. Yeah. But you just might not have like delivered enough to generate enough accounts in order to get offers as quickly. I think that's why they keep showing me the earn by the offer. They're like, hey, loser with the 15%. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'm like yeah, with the five-star rating <laughs> and the... 96% completion rate. And you know, you mean the stats that matter that I have an A plus on every one of them, except for your stupid stat that isn't supposed to exist. I feel like I've seen the people that take that use earn by time the most. It's exactly like when what Kim said, when it's slow, so they turn it on. Or between that like two and four PM, that's when they do earn by time because they're like, if I wait for an order, it's going to take forever anyway. So might as well turn on earn by time. Yeah, they're going to be driving a lot because this is the thing that I always wonder. I get it. You might make maybe 20, luckily $30 an hour. But what exactly is your profit profitability though? Because DoorDash sends, I see it. We don't have it in our market, but mm -hmm. I see it with the content creators that I see and they are driving a lot. See, mm -hmm. I didn't have that when I, the couple of times that I did earn per, per offer, I got it maybe once or twice. I used that as like my one decline per hour, but a lot of mine were quick and easy. Like they were like one, two, maybe three miles, but mm -hmm. it was low tip orders that added up. So you might get through three or four per hour to total your dollar per hour. And then, you know, you didn't feel so bad because you were still making, you know, a decent dollar per hour during slow times. I think that's the key. It's during slow times. Uh, would I do this during a busy time? Absolutely. There's no way I would do this during a busy time. I can make so much more money on earn per offer during the busier times. So, my friend in Longmont has about, he had about a 22% acceptance rate, really doesn't get much higher than that. He's done a lot of DoorDash. I, I actually have a, I mean, I have a, I have like 1100 DoorDashes from Paradise from back in when I could see everything. <laughs> you guys remember the Paradise when everything dropped down? <laughs> now they're lying to you. Here's all the real details. <laughs> um, <laughs> But when I was doing a lot of testing and stuff, so I mean, like, you know, so I'm over a thousand, but here's the thing. My buddy has like five, maybe thousand. He's up in Longmont, 22%. And he's been getting the earn by time at, for 1650, not Denver, but Longmont. And he told me that he said, I'm just going to try it because he was same as me. Just all the, even though he had a bad acceptance, he used to see a lot of orders. Now he's not. I told him volumes down. He's like, yeah, but it's not down that much. 
they're getting funneled to these other people for some idea. So he did earn by time. And the thing that he told me was that a lot of times on earn by offer, he was he was basically doing the same as me, like going getting a four hour block and getting like five, six deliveries, let's say. And he's like, dude, I'm just and and I'm like, I'd only turn down like three. I'm just not getting offers. He said with earn by time, yeah, some are long distance, some aren't the best pay. There are some tips, there are still some of this. He but he said that he was seeing an offer every five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got cons I got constant so it's like, orders. So it's like get is it is it diamond that's the highest? Yes. Okay, so well, like it depends. It, it depends if you're in the tier program or diamond program. Whatever. Whatever the <laughs> whatever the highest is. <laughs> <laughs> but he said he felt like it was probably like what that is like he was seeing all the offers unlike that part though where you guys have the ability to as long as by the end of the month you're at the right numbers you don't have to do it earn by time he was seeing that volume of orders so i have my own theory so i guess I my no- thing is i think it's a way that I think it's your only way if you ever want to get to 50, 70, 90 flower tier cap. You can be like me whatever. and just maintain it. No. <laughs> yeah, but you gotta get to there though. Like to maintain right, but it. Kim, Kim, I'm at 50, I'm at 15%. I'm a bottom feeder. <laughs> it's it's painful. If you're doing if anybody does the club. But I don't count on DoorDash. I do it for content and to test false. Right. Well, DoorDash is still so. one of my main apps. But if you're do like if you're doing the climb and want to be a top dasher, which the only feature is Dash Now, but I need it in my market in order to make money on DoorDash. If I didn't have Dash Now, I couldn't get a schedule. I couldn't make money on DoorDash. Like it would honestly, I actually need to be top dasher in my market to make money on DoorDash just based off the schedule and working whenever I want to work. But um, that's another story. But I have my own theory that like, so in my area, Earn by Time got rolled out November, November, October, November, somewhere around there. It was right before Christmas. And um, that was right around the time that a lot of markets got rolled out by Earn by Time. This is, this is the thing is I know me and a lot of people all of a sudden DoorDash like became non-existent, right? We all started seeing orders disappear. We weren't getting orders. And I was like, what the heck? I'm a top dasher. I'm in the Dynamon program. I'm in a large order program. Like I did everything right, but I wasn't seeing orders. I have a feeling whenever they roll out earn by time to some areas, they push a lot of the orders to earn by time to get people to do earn by time. And then people who aren't on earn by time sit around and wait because they're pushing a lot of orders to earn by time. That's my own theory. I have nothing to base it on. Just observation. You know, I guess my question, we're going to move on, but my question to Chad, if you guys want to type it in, I would love to see your answers. If you've done earn by time and what one, what did, what that earn by time amount is in your market, and two, if you did it even a couple, maybe two, 10, 20 hours, did you, how much did you average per hour when you were doing EBT? So if it was $12 is the guaranteed EBT, but you were doing 15, I, even if it's not good, I'd like to know what you guys who have tried it have done. Um, I don't know. I'm with Kim. I, I don't think it's, 
I don't think it's a good idea to do. And I think it's a tool that DoorDash uses to see how low they can bring the thresholds down. So I actually think it's a trick against drivers, to be honest. Um, but so we got we got three. Kim, why don't you do the 84 minute story and then Tom will do Tom will do his story and then and then we'll talk about something that happened in Canada. And if we have time, I have a quick little ender about uh well, we'll talk about it if we have time. So I don't even know where this is weird. This is so weird. I wanna call this guy, this driver a dumb you know what? <laughs> I won't because it's not it's not my show. It's your show. I won't do I won't do that to you. Um, I just mean when I met you, you didn't swear. It's like we wrecked you or something. You're totally it, it's all you guys. You wrecked <laughs> um sometimes it's just so fitting though. Like this guy is just dumb. Like, so this couple decided to order from DoorDash, um, Wingstop, if I remember correctly, and they're waiting. And then all of a sudden, and they look at their phone, and it's saying that the driver, it's going to take 84 minutes for the driver to get to their house to find out the driver was walking four point, was it 4.5, 4.8 miles <laughs> to this customer's house. So he went to Wingstop, picked up the order, and decided it was a really good idea for him to walk 4.5 miles to the customer's house for 80, 84 minutes. Well, he was also scared about canceling. Didn't it say, I thought it said something about he, something he was afraid. Maybe he No, was, the customer. No, this it was the the thing. Customer. Oh, no, okay. it was the customer. So the customer called Uber Eats and was like, what the heck? My food's going to get here in 84 minutes because this person's walking. And so they, they don't have a filter on walking people? Like, why would a walking should. person see a four point? It makes no sense. <laughs> right? So this couple decides to call them and say, hey, my food is saying it's going to take 80-something minutes to get there. And sorry, it was Uber Eats. And Uber Eats in particular said, oh, we're sorry, you can't cancel because we'll charge you a fee for canceling. And the customer's like, what? <laughs> Oh, it was like I can imagine it being like a three-ring circus about dealing with support and I'm not understanding that. Wait, so maybe I didn't see it. No communication between customer and walker. <laughs> no. That sounded like an episode of The Walking Dead, the walker. Right? <laughs> but there wasn't. They didn't say, yo. Can you jog? Well, the funny thing is, is the couple felt so bad. They were actually going to jump in the car, their car, and actually go to the driver and say, hey, do you need a ride? Because they felt bad that this guy was walking. But then they had a couple of beers and they couldn't drive. So, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess the walker got free food because they can't. Did he, not, did he not see that it said 4.6 miles? But as a driver, do you go, hey, I need to get my step on? Like, Well, as a driver, I have a car. <laughs> okay, as a wa I don't want to call it a walker because that's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to call it? A pedestrian. <laughs> okay. So I, the, I don't know. I was going to say Dasher, but it was Uber Eats. A two-footer. 
<laughs> Sony two footed it. I mean, I don't know if I'm two footing, I'm looking for three tenths of a mile. <laughs> but I don't understand how. But Thank even, you, Craig. Craig. Even if, but Joe, even if his car is broken down, why would you think it's a good idea to walk four point five miles? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Again, I, it sounded like he just does walk. I don't know. I didn't it think sounded it sounded like, like he a was car an broken. actual driver who is a walking driver. But I don't. I don't. But, I don't think, but you can choose walk, order. bike. You can? Yeah. 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 I've never done that. Yeah. I mean, I know Maybe people I'm around lazy here and, who, just my car and I'm not just talking electric bikes. I know people around here who have pedal bikes who do it. But they yeah, wouldn't take a 4.6 mile offer on the, if they're walking. But this is the thing. I thought that they would cap it depending on what method of transportation that you're put in. Of course. I thought so, too. Like, <laughs> you know. I don't, I don't know. Get it. Like, I don't. Get I mean, it. I mean that's obviously it's not good for business either. Eighty-four minutes. <laughs> like that's. Can you imagine <laughs> if you're the customer and you're waiting on your wings because, like, you're like, oh, I really want my wings right now, and you look on your screen and you're like, I'm sorry, does it say eight minutes or eighty-four? Like, you're like, what is that? And say? then, and then, and then, staring at it and seeing him go at a zero pace, like, what the hell, dude? He's moving, <laughs> but. <laughs> like, let's see what's wrong with this guy because <laughs> in my book maybe they didn't know that he was walking no it says on it no the customers oh it said walking yeah it said yeah okay because <laughs> they even said like why would they have why would uber allow someone to walk that far of a distance well and i would have just called a lift <laughs> and delivered it that way. They could have called Hoopty Ride. I would have just called Listen, <laughs> I, I took a stupid order. Can you take me there and drink, bring me back? But why know. did the driver just, it's Uber. Why didn't they just cancel? Cancellation yeah. rates really doesn't matter on Uber. Why wouldn't they it just cancel? Matter at all. But a lot of people maybe, think that it does matter, right? Maybe he's homeless. It's a good workout. What? I don't know. There are other ways to work out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I found that ridiculous. There's too many ridiculous points about that, but it's one of those stories where yes, it came from the Daily Dot. However, it's true because there's too many people <laughs> talking about it in this article for it not to be true. <laughs> yeah. So the, it's not it's one of those daily dots where you're like, what? Like, I, but if you actually go into like, you can go into the TikToks that they actually talk about. I actually went into this person's TikTok, and as I usually do, and it had like two million views. Is TikTok views? Is that what it is? <laughs> like, mm. I don't even know what TikTok is. Um, but it had like two million. So people like it definitely got some attention. Wow. Oh, the one video. The one video. It went viral. Yeah. Was, is it his whole walk live? <laughs> no, no it's him, a couple. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been sweet. A walk along. <laughs> Just... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you guys, it's going to take a long time. We're just going to be walking. <laughs> <laughs> you, me and, you, me, and YouTube for 84 more minutes. Let's go. <laughs> 
I'm surprised somebody doesn't have a walking channel. It would actually be kind of cool. There is a, um, <laughs> I used to follow her. It was a, um, a YouTuber. Her name was, her name is Sabrina. She still has a channel, but she was in Brooklyn and she did Uber Eats walk in Brooklyn, which is pretty cool. And she did a couple of videos on it. I would imagine in Brooklyn, it's a little easier. Well, I mean, yeah, just you New York, I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't even want a car. I wouldn't even want a car in New York. I wouldn't want to drive. No. So, Bumper cars for adults. So, Tom, I'm going to let you put the spin on the story because Tom said he had a, well, a different spin. I, I tell you what, we'll, we'll spin because we got to get out of here in about five minutes, right? No. I thought we finished at the top of the hour. I mean. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, we'll spend more time on it next week, but I'll give you kind of a, a heads up on, on where we're going with this. And that is um, the Chevron Doctrine. You know what the Chevron yeah. Doctrine is? Yeah. In fact, it's people have been saying to me, like a lawyer friend of mine in, in Reno said, he watched the Kim Cavan thing I did uh, with Pacific Legal. And he said, he said, I saw one of the comments in there from somebody about the Chevron case. He goes, I would think that would apply too. Yeah, absolutely. So the Chevron case, and we'll, we'll talk more about this next week, but uh, Chevron versus the Department of Natural Resources 40 years ago, there was this vague um, vague law that, that was out there. And there's a lot of vague laws. Okay, so 40 years ago, the court said, uh, yeah, that's pretty vague. So the Department of Natural Resources sued Chevron and said, you're, you're violating one of our rules. And Chevron said, you don't have the right to tell us what we're violating. The, the law is, is vague. It doesn't say, I mean, that's up to Congress. And the court sided with the Department of Natural Resources. So for the last 40 years, departments like the Department of Labor, the Department of Natural Resources, whatever the department is, they have made... Um, uh, yes, Shannon, that's where I was going next to. Uh, but, but they have made the um, rules that clear up vagueness. And if you look at, at this new Department of Labor rule, it is vague all the way across the board, right? I mean, every, every bit of this is vague. To be honest, so, guys, don't even go read the 330 pages. If you want, read yeah. Kim's 18-page lawsuit. So, so it's all very vague and doesn't make any, any sense whatsoever so that the department can change the rules depending on – so, you know, if Steve gets in trouble, they can say, yeah, well, that rule applies to Steve, but it doesn't apply to Tom, but it does, it does – only part of it applies to Kim because they make up the rules that cover the vagueness. Well, right, which is even brought into question – you could have a different agent, two different agents, like one one day and one the next, not ch sharing notes, come and decide on me. And one could decide yes, one could decide no. Exactly. So that's how that's how messed up it is. The Supreme Court uh, said the other day that they're going to take up the Chevron doctrine, and most Supreme Court observers believe they're going to blow it up as being non-constitutional. Yep. If, so, so if the, if the Chevron doctrine is unconstitutional, in other words, if there's vagueness in the law, either a judge has to decide or they got to kick it back to Congress and Congress has to fix it, 
which is, by the way, in my opinion, federal government is too big. That's, you know, the whole purpose of the Constitution was to have a small federal government not making all these decisions, especially the executive branch not having this kind of power. So if something's vague, it shouldn't be fixed by the people who made the vagueness, right? So if you made it vague, if Congress passed a bad law, Congress needs to fix it. But that's not the way that's not the way it's been for the last 40 years. It's going to create chaos upon chaos. It's going to be a big mess. Like I said, we'll get into more details on, on this next week. But but the idea is that okay, so this rule goes into effect on March the eleventh, but by midsummer, if they do blow up the Chevron doctrine. Now, all this vagueness doesn't mean anything because the department won't be able to fix it and impose their will willy-nilly wherever they want to. I was also, I also, here's a weird thing I heard about the Chevron Doctrine about a week ago was that, or two weeks ago, first was starting to get the buzz. And there was, um, is it uh, maritime fishermen or whatever, like the ones that leave from port in LA and whatnot, if like like they, they they did a piece on a single um you know in shape woman who ran her own fishing boat she went out every day she ran her own boat it was no crew just her now um the national weather uh, n o o n of oh, wow. atmospheric research which is uh, no. ncar which is here in uh boulder colorado would be given the rights to monitor boats and here's where it gets weird for her to run her boat, she would have to employ somebody to be on the boat with her to make sure she's not taking over the capacity of fish that she's allotted. What? I'm not shitting you. Right. That's like, sense. there's an example of Tom saying how it's going to be a case by case. Just what the hell happened? Yeah, it's going to get really, really messy. And But like, uh, that's already a done thing. Like they've already established that would happen to every fisherman who's a solo fisherman. You would have to employ somebody that goes out every time your boat goes out and would have to monitor the amount of fish you caught. I'm thinking, well, if there's a hundred boats at a dock, can't you just have one person on the dock who counts them? You dumbass. Exactly. Like why you got. So, so we're going to talk about that more next week. The other thing we're going to talk more about next week, but we'll touch on it right now is Craig's question. That was posted in chat a few minutes ago. Super Bowl Sunday strategy, DoorDash or Instacart. And my response was rideshare. I made a ton of money year before last on Super Bowl just taking people from bar to bar. Because, I mean, I, I, you know, it's just. But this year it's in Vegas. One to Mike's, you know. So people are going to be. No, it's not about. I'm talking about people watching the Super Bowl at different. Oh, bars. okay, anywhere. So, so okay. at least here in in my area of Houston, you're making the circuit, right? We're going to go to timeout two for the first hour, then we're going to go over to, you know, for for quarter number two, we're going to go over to Mike's and all this kind. Of, and so I I just made the circuit going from bar to bar to bar, moving people from here to there, and and uh, I, it was one of my best days ever. Um, and, and a lot of fun too, because everybody getting in the car was, was having a blast and, and, uh, I had the game going the whole time and, uh, in video on the back seat so they could watch it while we're going from bar to bar. And, uh, so it, it, it was a blast. And, um, and so and that's, that's, that's a good tip. You guys, I mean, it's a clear, that's a really view. good tip. If you're doing rideshare, have the game on, have, 
have both teams colors in your car even if you prefer one like just be neutral have the game on just have that buzz and that feel in your car it will help with tips trust me yeah no i yeah i had had a blast that night and so that's yeah, but but I'm I'm I don't like doing the as you all know I hate the food delivery stuff in Houston because we have too many apartments and I had to take going to apartments and yeah I'm not, not going to carry your hamburger up four flight four flights of stairs not going to I'm you. not a, I'm not big on the on food delivery either I I throw a little in here and there I don't really see much Uber Eats um, DoorDash is mainly a testing thing so is Uber Eats really uh, most of my, my stuff is both become... yeah for, for me I'll it's do different kinds. Yeah, for me, I'll do Instacart in the morning to like yep. early afternoon, and then what? Like right before the like maybe an hour or two hours before pregame, I'll swap over to food delivery to get LOP. Yep. So that way, I kind of get best of both worlds. So okay. both. So yeah, because Instacart's going to die down after a while. Yeah. yeah, no one's buying anything to cook. No, right. it's all so going to be in the morning and like early exactly. afternoon. Well, people might be buying like snack platters. Oh, well, yeah, so that's that's maybe before. Yeah. yeah, right, right, before. Yeah, yeah. But, but even during the, you know, at halftime, they're going to order up another snack platter from Chili's or whatever. And well, that's why uh, you swap to food delivery. Usually, what pregame is what like? I don't remember what pregame. What time pregame is? Well, but like, anyway, I think the games. I think the games at five thirty. Five thirty. So usually and around. Those, like and by the way, guys, for those I've, I've seen too many of these on TikTok. For those of you, and I only know this because I'm doing production work with her in October in Miami. But for those of you who ha- are under this strange impression that Shania Twain is doing, or that uh, uh, Taylor Swift is doing the halftime show, um, she ends a four-night run of shows the night before the Super Bowl in Tokyo. So she's not going to be there. She's I forget be- who it was, though. Wasn't it like Usher or something? I'll put $100 on it right now, Steve, because what people are forgetting is, is that she She's 17 hours ahead, so right. she can easily get back Saturday night. But and then she has shows again in Australia. Yeah, well, she, she'll be back. No problem. Maybe they'll right do some, like, her. virtual thing. Maybe it'll be, no, like, the but, first hologram thing ever. No, but they have they bring Usher her in from as the halftime yeah. show. I can't picture Usher well, and Taylor Swift meshing very show. well no. together. No, 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 no. She's not doing the show. She's going to show up, though, for the game. She's oh, show up. I thought you meant, like, ah. halftime show. And I'm like, there's, oh, no, 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 there's no, no, no way. They already have All right, Usher. guys in the chat. All right, everybody in the chat. Who thinks that? Who thinks Taylor Swift, who is starting a world tour, a world tour that goes all the way through the Mid, um, early December that starts uh, next Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday in Tokyo, and then the following Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday in Aust- in Australia. Think she's going to pop back for the Super Bowl? I think she'll be there. Absolutely. I, I must know. say, I just really love the fact that Steve, you are so in the know. I know it's because of the lighting and stuff, but you are so in the know with Taylor Swift right now. Well, I mean, I'm all if I'm doing something for somebody, I'm all I always know the tour dates. That's honestly, about. I don't honestly, if she is in love with him, as everybody says that she's in love with him and the publicity behind it, there's no way that they'll miss a publicity that, moment with her not cool. being there. She'll be there. She'll be there. All right. Take a private jet. All right. Are we going to take a bet on that? Well, we won't bet on the game. Are we going to bet on whether Taylor Swift will show up? 
<laughs> I was just trying to see what everybody else thought. I don't think she will, but I hear what you guys are saying. I think that if she was anywhere else closer, yeah, okay. But I've done I've done world tours, or I haven't been to Australia or New Zealand. But I've been everywhere she else. Can easily a, catch a, a right after the show on Saturday. First of all, Kim, it's never eye. easy. Like when you're we out that far, it's never easy getting home. But yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, again, <laughs> yeah, she can hire a private plane. Yeah, of course, but um, so that's what I don't private know. Private jets are for. <laughs> I don't know. Not like she just, she flies commercial anymore. <laughs> it's a hell of a long flight, and then it's a really long flight back to Australia. Yeah, but don't forget, she's not she's not performing, so she doesn't have to be like you know at her <laughs> <No>. best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she. I was watching Nola the other day. By the way, you guys, if you don't, Tom, you play a lot of poker. This channel Nola, is amazing. Is Nola's in New Orleans. He plays a lot of poker, and so does Lou um, from. Uh, I was Long telling Island Tom Nash about Lou's before the show. Yeah, but Nola plays a lot too, um, and and these guys are really good too. But uh, I was watching his live the other day, and he goes, he got into that, he got into that NFL is scripted thing. He goes, "There's just no way around it." He's like, "This thing's scripted." He's, he's like, you know, the Ravens were supposed to win. Kansas City pulled that off, and I was listening to it, and everything he said made sense. But I've been hearing all that from so many people. But when he said it's in the contract, I'm thinking about how he was saying it was scripted. Everything's scripted. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've seen so there's just so many people these days putting up the, you know, the NFL is bullshit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Tom, um, what did you just post? That. I'm just curious. What did you just post? It's just an article about how she, she's going to be there because she is the biggest. NFL ad that they've ever had. Oh, can we talk about that for a half a second? The did you guys hear what DoorDash is doing for the Super Bowl? Oh, did giving away BMWs to condoms yeah. or something. They're what? giving away. No, so they're giving away. They're giving away for one lucky winner every commercial that actually has a product on the Super Bowl. So there's a BMW, a Volkswagen. It's like a whole laundry list mm -hmm. of stuff. The only thing that they can't give away is alcohol, cigarettes, like anything like that. Um, any pharmaceutical companies, but anybody who has an add on, they're giving it away to one person. I would, if I won that, I would immediately get the best lawyer, Sue DoorDash, and say, I saw your company on that commercial. It's mine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm sure they have the rules already posted. I'm pretty sure their lawyers are already on top of that one. Why are they doing this? Speaking of ads. To promote that they could basically bring anything to anybody's door. Oh, watch my God. ABC tomorrow. Anytime tomorrow. Watch watch ABC. Yeah, this is uh, – um, it's it's all over. There's I, I don't know the yeah. – um, you can already enter now. I don't remember where I saw it, too. Somewhere you can already enter. It came across as my Google alerts for DoorDash news. That's how I knew about it. Do you guys know about the ABC ads tomorrow? No. What is that? Do you remember, do you remember Ned Rylson from uh, the uh, Groundhog Day movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. One third of all of the ads on ABC tomorrow will be Ned Rylson trying to buy chips, going in all sorts of different uh Different way, you know. He's he's buying Doritos, and the next thirty minutes later, he's buying Lay's, and all. The whole, you gotta see him. It, it, 
over 30% of all commercials will be one group tomorrow and be Ned Rylson. Did they actually get the actor who plays Ned Rylson to do it? Yes. That's actually, Groundhog Day is actually one of my favorite movies. I love that movie. So if you like Groundhog Day, you'll get a kick at it tomorrow. Start, start. By the way, that guy's done a lot more than just that. Oh, he has. (laughs) I only think I remember Ned, Ned Rylson. (laughs) That's because you hear it 50 times. I know. Phil? Never else. Um, while I'm putting together next week's group of people, Nola, if you would like to be one of those people, you you should email me. I'll I'll make sure because we Kim and I are gone. Tom and Cheyenne are going to be running it, and I need three other people. So uh, that'd be be awesome if you could join them. Um, cool. But um, I want also I want Cheyenne to uh, talk to us. She doesn't do rideshare. She said she didn't. You know I don't do it, so I don't know if I want to talk about. It. But I'm interested because. They just did in Canada what we've been pushing here to everybody, or they're about to. Do you want to? Yes. So, first of all, I don't do rideshare, as Steve said. So, I was like, oh, I didn't even realize they didn't have this. But, um, so for those that don't know, Uber in Canada, I'm not sure if in the US as well, but uh, there is a union that like represents not the workers just the drivers they say drivers and couriers so i guess not the actual employees but anyways so um it's the same union that helps uh disneyland resorts um cbs and a whole bunch of other companies so they have been working with uber canada for the past two years to um, help about 447 uh, drivers and delivery people resolve different issues. Some of them were deactivations and some of them were just like regular issues in their account. And the latest thing uh, that they are going to be doing is, well, there's four, upfront fare and destination information. So just like delivery people. So this is why I didn't even know that they didn't have this. Um, they're going to be able to see information about the trips before accepting the trip, including the fare that they're going to get and also the destination. Like, how crazy is it that there are Ubers out there that don't even know where they're going? Like that, That's how that's I mean, we just got upfront pricing and fares, not, you know, all over the country in different times in different states. But it's only been for the last year. Up until then, you never knew. Wow. That's just dangerous. No, you just knew where the pickup was and was there a surge and what the price was. And and then once you once you got them, you knew, obviously. But like until you got there, you didn't really. In in Uber X in New Jersey, they still only show five minutes away. And that's it. It's the only thing. That is so dangerous. Uber X. There's no way. Wow. Um, So they said that this is going to be rolling out in Ontario and British Columbia later on this year. So that's for the upfront fare and the destination information. Then they also have um, something where they say that they're going to be protecting drivers against like false accusations or like unfair ratings. You know, like, oh, um, you know, the driver did this. I need a refund or um the driver did this they should be deactivated type of situation they mentioned that they're going to identify consumers that are kind of doing these false reports more and more often 
um, so that they can, you know, spot the bad ones and not have the driver's ratings affected and not be deactivated because of this. So that is a good thing. They say that that's live across the country right now. So happy about that. Um, the other thing is seatbelt alerts. So <laughs> I didn't even realize, but yes, it's true. You know, like when you're doing right here, you do want the person to buckle up because they're supposed to buckle up. But I didn't even realize that some people just don't want They're to in the win. back. Yeah, I know you're in the back, but you should still buckle up. <laughs> I don't. Even if you're in the back, you should still be buckled. <laughs> so now they're going to be uh, putting seatbelt alerts into the riders' apps to let them know, like, hello, buckle up at the start of your trip kind of thing. And then the last one is record my ride, where there's going to be a new pilot feature where drivers are going to be able to record the trip from their smartphones, face like the front facing camera. So this is to avoid them from having to purchase like body cams or anything like then that. Then how do you do GPS or... and that at the same time? My camera does both. You can't record while you're using your GPS? I don't know. I've never tried. I've never tried well, it. Well, but maybe maybe what they're doing through the app will allow it. Yeah, maybe. Uh, okay. Because technically the app is still going, right? Yeah, I mean, maybe the recording will be right through the app. Who knows? Yeah, so mm -hmm. the app is still going. So if they're going to be pushing it out there and they're going to be using the front camera, I'm assuming they're using the front camera because they know that the driver is going to be using the phone to know directions and all that kind of stuff. So this is what I'm assuming they're hmm. still going to be recorded through the app. So that's yeah, pretty cool. I didn't realize that like a lot of things they didn't have, but then also the fact that, you know, they're going to be able to record and they're going to be able to, you know. Yeah, here you can, so I see travelers saying it too. Here you have the, the it's your choice. You can register your dash cam. If you do, then they, they can grab footage or, I don't even really know what it does because most dash cams are SD cards, so they can't really grab your information anyway. I don't know why the, I don't know why anybody would. Maybe somebody can enlighten me on what the hell it, the purpose. It, it tells it tells the writer ahead of time uh, that you're recording and what else does it do? Anyway, I'm my cameras are registered, but I I've never ever given a rideshare ride without cameras. Ever. Oh, of course not. Like, but Kim and I use Display Ride, so. I, I can say, go ahead, grab it. You're already on it, and it uploads to the cloud, brother. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're, already you're already like, if you grab that right now, you're already screwed. Don't matter. Yeah. Like my old cameras, SD cards, you grab it, you run, you got it. I don't have any, I didn't have any cloud upload. So I don't know what Uber, like when you register it, Tom, is it just then to see why do they need the number though? Because what they're not, they can't, unless you're cloud uploading, they can't access your camera. No. So that's, I guess that's where it's weird to me. Anything like that that Uber does, like, hey, you want to register your camera? It doesn't cloud upload. Yeah, we still want it. Why? You know, why? Well, I think because what they were saying, it alerts the rider. Right. So if you register it, you're. I guess my point is like with most things, we just take pictures. Hey, do you have a catering bag? Take a picture. Okay, well, here, there's my dash cam. Like, mm. given a serial number, you know, why? 
<laughs> I mean, I just, I, I, I'm sure there's a reason. I just can't wrap my head around. I don't know why you do it. Yeah. yeah okay. It tells the, it tells the writer they're being pre-recorded. I get that. Um, but yeah, but I mean, like if the writer grabbed it and stole it and you're like, glad I registered it and you called Uber, what are they going to do for you? Yeah. That's well, if you, if you have display right on top of them and being automatically uploaded to the cloud, you get that message. As soon as someone goes into your car, you are currently being recorded. Yeah. And you can, and even if they stole it, you can send it to legal rideshare too. Mm -hmm. Like all in like a button. <laughs> wow. You guys like, I'm not, you know, look at Tom said it right. Just have a dash cam period. Doesn't matter. Make, but make sure you got something. But um, I would look into cloud ones. I'm not trying to push display right down anybody's throat. I do like it myself, but, um, you know, like just have a dash cam, but I would look at cloud ones and there's very few. Because people are like, especially in South side Chicago, every rideshare driver that gets jacked, every one, they take the dash cam. I mean, they've gotten that, that kind of smart. So like the other thing about display is you got it's once it's unplugged, it records for two minutes. So you got two minutes of them running. <laughs> <laughs> it's still I wonder what that video cloud. footage was And it's like, like, oh, he went west, northwest, and he's hiding behind that building. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, uh, yes, it's an extra monthly fee, but don't forget this is a business, so it is a tax write-off. It is a tax write-off. And and the and the camera's free. Yeah. I mean good to me, i've it's had very, i've had a few dash cams my my favorite one was i think it was 250 bucks the way i look at it as i feel like it's like another subscription to something whether it's like netflix or whatever like i feel like it's just another subscription cost of doing can, business yeah it's look we're not again we're not employees you know it's actually better than a subscription because like a netflix or something that doesn't really bring any value to you Whereas this, it brings value and it's a tax write-off. So it's like a win-win. If you have an iPad and you do rideshare and you play Netflix in the back, you can write it off. I don't think you can, guys. Don't do that. <laughs> yes, you can. Absolutely. You can definitely find an accountant that can make that work. Oh, yeah. I'm not an accountant, but I can make it work. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. 100%. Um, well, that's going to be a wrap for this week, you guys. Uh, so next week, Kim and I, poof, we're gone. But we're back the following week. Sorry. And the following, you know, next week's going to be sorry, awesome, sorry. you guys. But um, the following week, again, if you weren't here in the beginning, February 15th, two-year anniversary, we're going to be doing some fun stuff. Um, we Gary will be here. Um, and we have another special guest. And we're going to do some giveaways and have some fun and maybe make fun of some gig stuff. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to make it unique and different and it, it's going to be a lot of fun. So don't miss it. Um, but don't miss next week either. Cause even with us not here with Kim and I not here, I'm sure these guys are going to put on a great show. So um, come and see who else we get. And uh, yeah. Um, yeah, until next week, we're going to have fun. What's up? We're going to have fun. Yeah, for sure. Promise. For sure. Um, so until next week though, you guys, um, thanks for joining us. And, uh, be smart. Uh, what did I say? Be safer and smart and be good to each other. I just screw that up. There you go. And don't be a dick. <laughs> and don't be a dick.